0: Well, good morning ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Saturday, November the 21st. So come on out here this morning. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, pull up a chair, sit on a sofa, and come on out here and join me. out there had a really good week i hope everybody out there was uh being safe and um yeah you know so i want to get those thank yous out there i want to thank all the essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Wow, that's quite the applause. Holy cow. And also thank you to my listeners and my followers and my guests here on the Truckers Podcast. You know what? It looks like I got, uh, a bunch more audio effects out here. Interesting. Might have to just try some of these things out today. But, um, yeah, you know, um, I guess my week, uh, went pretty well. And, um. Yeah, we had some really nice weather here in in Southern Ontario, Canada. Um, Thursday and Friday, uh, the temperatures were above normal with nice blue sunny skies. But here we are, you know, fall is uh, saying, hey, you know what, I'm still here. And Yeah. So what's going on in the world of COVID-19? Well here in Ontario as we've seen cases surge across this province and cases increasing all over Canada, which, you know, I thought that we were better than this. You know, what are people doing in order to get COVID-19? I have no idea. I really do. I, I don't. I really have no idea. So. You know, our premier here in Ontario, Doug Ford, you know, he's been upfront and center and he's out behind the microphone every day. And every day he's pleading with us here in Ontario to do the right thing and follow the rules. Now, I believe it was last weekend that a woman in Toronto decided that she's gonna have a birthday party. But she decided to have that birthday party in a storage locker. Now you all know what that is. You've seen storage wars those types of lockers. So, something like 100 people. Must have been an awful big storage locker in order to have that. Well, needless to say, she was caught. She was fined $750. In my opinion, I don't think that's they went. They went far enough. She organized this. She's an organizer. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast, Jay. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me here this morning. So, I was um, just uh, you know talking about um, what's going on here in Ontario, Canada, uh, where I reside. And um, our premier of this province, um, you know, he's an upstanding guy. He's been out on national television every day. Pleading with everybody here in Ontario to follow the rules. As our cases increase, and not only just here in Ontario, but across Canada, which I'm starting to become really displeased with with the results and the actions of some people. Now, just before you came on the show here, I mentioned a lady who resides in Toronto, Ontario, she decided, I think, I guess it was last weekend, she decided that she's gonna have a birthday party. And now, here in Ontario, um, for the household, you can't have more than 10 people in the home. And you can't have more than twenty-five people in your backyard, and not a combination of both. So she decided to have this birthday party in a storage locker. Now you've probably seen storage wars, so those types of lockers. Somewhere about an estimate of about a hundred people. Now it must have been a big storage locker needless to say she was caught and she was fined 750 dollars now she's the organizer uh, of this party now just like a couple weeks back probably going back three weeks there were two students here in the city of london ontario they organized a house party. Actually, it was a Halloween party. And something like 200 people showed up at this house party. Now, these two students are facing the minimum $10,000 fine. So I asked myself, why isn't this woman in Toronto who organized this birthday party? Why is she not facing this minimum $10,000 fine? You know and the, and then there was another um, a group, also um, organizers, people who organize these these events, um, we're facing a minimum $10,000 fine. And then there was also uh, a party of the Hello, uh, Halloween weekend in Montreal where 114 students are facing a $1,000 fine. So, is that fair that these other people got these bigger fines and she organizes a already in a storage locker, and she only gets a
1: $750 fine.
0: I don't think that's fair at all. So as as days went on and, and our premier was out, you know, telling people in Ontario, say, look, he says, I will shut down things faster than a blink of an eye if we don't pull together and start following the rules now in the past three four weeks we've gone into a color-coded system from from green to yellow to orange to red and the next step after that would be a lockdown after being designated a red zone so what's going to take place over this weekend and uh i'll tell you doug ford the premier he stuck to his word so he and the medical staff decided Ontario is moving the COVID nineteen hotspots of Toronto and the Peel regions into lockdown starting Monday. So twelve oh one AM Sunday night, Toronto and the Peel regions will go to a lockdown. Now who do we blame for that? All the good people out there doing the right things. Wearing a mask, social distancing, not gathering in large groups, sanitizing or washing their hands on a regular basis, doing everything that they're asked to do, all these good people out there. Then you have the people out there that just simply don't want to follow the rules. So who do we blame? We have those anti-maskers out there. uh, You know, we had uh, the the big march in Elmer, Ontario, which is just a little small community. And then we had the anti-maskers in St. Thomas, Ontario, which is a little bigger city. People that think that it's against their, their 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 rights and freedoms, that they don't have to follow. Well, at the end of the day, my friends, this is what happens. So the move, of putting Toronto and the Peel regions into a shutdown, the move the move will close cinemas, gyms, museums, and sports facilities, and will restrict restaurants to all but delivery and takeout. Retail stores are also set to be limited to curbside pickup and delivery only. This is just like back uh, on our shutdown when just the essential services were open back in the springtime. Doug Ford goes on to say that he understands people's frustrations, but there was simply no choice at this point. Now I drive truck and I drive to to, uh, the Toronto area and all areas around Toronto. And when I'm out there during the day, it's as though there isn't a pandemic going on. The traffic is busy. Lots of people out and about. Now I can't even go into places of businesses where I pick up or deliver without having a mask on. They have um Hand sanitizer readily and available to use. I have it in my truck. I have wipes in my truck, so I'm always wiping my truck down. Always sanitizing my hands. Now, I know it's frustrating. You know this this pandemic. You know, it's really tough. I, I get it. But if we all don't do our part, this is what happens. You know, he goes on to say that these past few months have been extremely difficult. And fatigue is setting in on all of us. But we will preserve and we will get through this. The only way we're going to get through this, ladies and gentlemen, is we're all on board with it. Ford goes on to say that the lockdown would ensure hospitals weren't overrun. Long-term homes were protected and schools could stay open. To protect what matters, we have to get the community spread under control. Ontario and Quebec have the most cases in all of Canada. Ontario being the largest province of Canada. But Quebec has the most cases. And what the government does in Quebec is is entirely up to that government. But what happens here in Ontario And what is happening here in Ontario really concerns me. So when he's you know you know with the with the flu season, and, and I read an article um, last week um, this this time of year, um so the same time last year. We had already 712 cases of the flu in all of Canada. This time this year, we have 60. And why so low? Well, hygiene for one, mask wearing, keeping our hands clean. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this morning. So we're just out here talking about what's happening here in Ontario, Canada and a couple of regions here in Ontario, Toronto and the Peel region will be going into a lockdown starting Monday. Now this is your first time on my show and I thank you that here in Ontario we went into a color-coded phase of COVID. We had the green zones the yellow zones, the orange zones, and the red zones. The red zones are, are the hot spots. And the next zone after that is lockdown. And this is what's happened to the city of Toronto and the Peel region. So he's talking about these stricter measures come as Ontario reports. Another 1,418 new cases of COVID, along with eight new deaths related to the virus. The government said there was, were 400 new cases in the Peel region, 393 in Toronto, 168 in the York region. The latest figures have pushed the province over the 100,000 case mark for a total of 100,000. 790 infections. That's here in Ontario. Now, of course, it's nothing comparable to the United States of America, where the first time in the United States in one day, 2,000 people died of COVID 19. In one week you recorded a million cases. You have over 252,000 people who have died in the United States. So this is nothing compared to that, but you know what? We're taking this serious over here in Canada. And our government is going to do whatever it takes to protect the citizens
1: of Canada. So,
0: these shutdowns, you know, What's open and what's closed during the lockdown, in Toronto and in the Peel regions? Stores and restaurants. Restaurants will not be allowed to offer indoor or outdoor dining, but can offer takeout or drive-through and delivery. Non-essential retailers cannot offer in-store shopping, only curbside pickup or delivery. Supermarkets, grocery stores, convenience stores, hardware stores, and discount and department type stores can be open for in-person shopping with a 50% capacity limit. Car sales centers and garden centers can offer indoor shopping by appointment only. Shopping malls can open for curbside pickup and full access allowed to essential stores such as the pharmacies and the supermarkets like Walmart, they have a grocery store in Walmart so you can go into that part. Food carts are going to be open for takeout only. Schools and childcare will remain open. This is what they want to try to do. They still want to try to keep the children in school. In all of Ontario, I believe that we've had something like, I don't know, maybe 2,500 cases in all of the schools four schools are closed so I don't know if it's a good idea they were talking about you know they're talking about extending the the christmas holidays for for students an additional two weeks so that it would be late january when schools would return now that could that could still be up in the air depending you know with this lockdown and this lockdown is going to be for 28 days. The post-secondary institutions can only open for virtual instruction or in-person instruction were required such as for clinical training uh, or, or for trade. And as we go for gatherings again No indoor organized public events and social gatherings. Outdoor public events and social gatherings are limited to a maximum of 10 people if physical distancing is in place. Weddings, funerals, and other religious rites, ceremonies, and services can go ahead with a maximum of 10 people indoors or outdoors, and only where physical distancing is in place the indoor recreation facilities must close including indoor courts pools and rinks indoor sports must stop except for high performance or professional leagues such as the nhl which hasn't started yet by the way probably not till january or february Outdoor sports classes are limited to a maximum of 10 people. Community centers can open only for permitted services such as childcare. Casinos must close. Cinemas, with the exception of drive-in theaters, must close. Personal care services such as hair salons and spas must close. Only essential services people, as the same as it was back in the springtime when the entire country was in lockdown. Now,
1: if people
0: if people don't get it, well, you're certainly going to get it now. And for all you people out there, the anti-maskers, if you are not a part of any of these essential services that can remain open, well, I guess you're just shit out of luck. Instead of being part of the problem, be part of the result. because you're doing nobody any favors with your anti-BS. And oh, by the way, you know, these people now who are gonna be out of work, you know, they'll have to collect the new benefit that is offered. And of course, you anti-maskers out there and people that think this is a hoax, And you're not part of any of that essential services. Don't collect the new EI benefits. Because in my opinion, you don't have a right to it. You're part of the problem, not part of the solution. You know, it's really unbelievable that it it, it goes this far. And now the Waterloo and Kitchener region, now we're up the highway from the city of London where I live. They're in the red zone, which means they're one step away from a lockdown. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen, that the government has to take these extra steps, put in these extra measures in order for people to get the message. I don't know if I'm supposed to say I'm sorry for that or not. So, and always here, you know, on the Truckers Podcast, um, you're always more than welcome to use the guest call in. You're always more welcome to uh, send a message. You're always more welcome to talk about what's on your mind. Now, you know, throughout the United States, was it what's happening over there? I don't know if you've seen the news the other day in Dallas, Texas, that huge lineup for food. That might be your state or your city next. And here you still today with with the elections in the United States, you know, this is all that Donald Trump is concerned about is himself. absolutely ridiculous what he is doing. Now how do we how do we dis how do we describe people who believes they deserve anything and everything they want. That it should just be handed to them. They don't have to work for it. How do we describe these? What's the word for someone that believes he deserves everything he wants? I'm thinking spoiled. Entitled. But I'm not sure there's a there's a more accurate word out there.
1: Looking for a noun. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Let's see. What do I have against entitlement? I'm thinking about it, and it's usually a perfect word, but I realize I'm looking for an objective, but yes, I'm looking for it now. ego egocentric. This is more like someone who is concerned with getting only what he wants without regard for anybody else. Yeah, that sounds like Trump. Poise. Is another word that comes to mind. If he is confident he deserves everything he wants, then he could be said to have a certain poise. Hmm. Statedly, recline unconcerned airy is another word that comes to mind you could use this for for one to depict he does not worry because he knows he deserves everything see donald trump thinks that he can thinks that the election should just be handed over to him He invites a couple of Republicans from from uh from Michigan to the White House in hopes that they would just overturn those votes that were for Biden, just give them to Trump. See like Trump's daddy did. You know, Trump's daddy gave him everything. He believes that he does not have to work for it. People like that will throw a tantrum as what Donald Trump is doing every single day. Falsely claiming he won the election. Falsely claiming that the election was fraudulent. It's unbelievable, but that that some people out there just think they 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 have that right to entitlement. It's absolutely. It's even you know it's absolutely pathetic to watch. I don't know, I really don't know. But then there, you know, there are people out there, you know, um, who has worked very hard
1: for their riches. And they understand.
0: They may have a little bit of uh, egocentric in them. They may have a little poise in them or airy in them. But Donald Trump has all these traits, 100%. Because Everything was given to him. At nine years old, he was a landlord. His daddy gives him his first million dollars to invest, and he loses every penny of it. And his daddy bails him out and gives him more money. And you continue to do that. Not teaching him a lesson. Oh, you lost that million dollars? Well, I guess you're shit out of luck. No, that didn't happen. His father was handed everything. You know, people like that don't even have street smarts. Donald Trump wouldn't know how to survive. People like that wouldn't know how to survive. It's the type of people that I really dislike
1: that have that mentality.
0: So, you know, what do you do? I mean, I don't, you know. Uh, More and more Republicans are are speaking out, more and more Republicans are just basically saying, you you know, um, you know, telling them it's over, it's done. You know, then you have Giuliani, his lawyer. Unbelievable, this man is. You know, he says he, he smells. He smells fraud. He smells crime. He was a crime fighter, remember?
1: So he smells crime.
0: Donald Trump just thinks he can steal the election. Donald Trump thinks he can get people to do fraudulent things to overturn these votes and give them to him. I mean, where do you where do people drum up these things where do people drum up these ideas i don't know i really don't know i don't have you know i don't have any i don't have any answers for that i can't even i can't wrap my head around When I was a kid, you know, I was taught the value of a dollar. When I was a kid, I used to get 50 cents for an allowance. Back in the in the in the 60s and 70s, I mean things, you know, they had what you called penny candy imagine what you could buy with 50 cents you could buy 50 candies I could buy a small bag of chips a pop and some candy for 50 But he taught me that you have to work for that 50 cents. So that means I had to clean my room. I had to take the garbage out. I had to shovel the snow. I had to cut the grass. 50 cents.
1: Wasn't just handed to me.
0: See where people like Donald Trump didn't have to work for any of it, just given to you. But then there are people out there, like I said, yes, they have, yes, they are wealthy, but they do understand they, you have to work for that. And they
1: did work for that.
0: So there is a difference between these people of the of the, of, of the wealthy. I go to work every day. I earn a wage. And I worked for everything that I have and it teaches me appreciation. It teaches me respect. I'm sure it does for you as well. I enjoy things more because I worked for it. My hard day's work is when I go out and I purchase something that I saved for. And I enjoy it even more. Because I did that. It wasn't, oh, here you go, trucker. You can have this. You can have that. Don't worry. Go out and flaunt it.
1: Shove it in people's faces. No.
0: And I'm and I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, and then, you know, there's the pathological liars. You just can't seem to tell the truth. Such as people like Donald Trump. I don't have to like the man, and I don't like the man. Never did, never will. And I never will like people who are like him. Don't have to. I can show respect and I can show disrespect, just like everybody else. You know. And as we as we're trying to move forward here, and like I say, you know these anti-maskers and people out there thinking that this is a hoax and this is against your liberties and your freedoms in a time of a public crisis
1: that is. So disrespectful.
0: But you're willing to take money from the government when a shutdown happens. How is that even right?
1: Then you think you deserve that too.
0: Even when people were getting back to work after the spring lockdown, people are still struggling. People are still having a hell of a time. I've been out here time and time again, and I've and and, and I pleaded, I pleaded with people, please, please do the right thing. Please follow the mandated orders. You know, even with this vaccine. Um, that, that they have, you know, probably isn't going to be available until into the next year. But think about the logistics of getting that vaccine out all around the world. And then to administer that vaccine to the world population. How long do you think that is going to take? And not only that, it may require two doses of the vaccine. Because right now, this is no time to get relaxed and say, oh, the vaccine is on its way. Think about the logistics of what it's going to take to get this done. And oh, by the way, who's gonna get it first? Even with this vaccine and when when it's been distributed, it's still going to take a long time. Well, you know, restrictions are working, you know, um, just not be necessary. Well, geez, we just can't have a free-for-all. You know, we know what normalcy is. You know, all before this pandemic happened, we know what that is. So restrictions are necessary. When we have something that is in control of us. Restrictions are necessary. But the people out there who don't think they are. Are part of the problem. Not part of the solution. And the hard decisions that governments and and, and medical experts have to make, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. They have a tough enough job as it is, and now dealing with a pandemic on top of everything else. And they have to make these decisions.
1: How do you think, how do you think they feel?
0: They're not enjoying it. And why, and why, you know, with with the hospitals and our doctors and nurses, and just think about the position We're putting them in. They are not miracle workers. They don't have magic wands. They don't have a magic potion. They don't have magic words to make all this go away. And yet we overload our hospitals and our emergency departments. You know, look what's going on in the United States. Well over, was it uh, uh, last Friday? I think it was something like um, 186,000 um, tested positive. Hospitalizations are, are, are just out of control. And you put them, you put the doctors and nurses in jeopardy. Well, my friends, they have family too. This is why it's so important at this time of year also too, is get the flu shot. Welcome to the Trucker's Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario. And uh, yeah, we're just out here discussing, you know, uh, some things about Donald Trump. We're talking about what's going on here in Canada with with COVID and the lockdown that is going to be starting on Monday in the city of Toronto and the Peel region, which is just outside of the city. Of, of Toronto. Now this is down the, the city of Toronto just the city itself, not any other surrounding area just the city itself has two million people. And now starting Monday only essential services will be available. This is why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, you know, to be on board with the restrictions that are in place and follow the rules. So maybe this won't happen to your region. And I'm not sure, you know, across the United States, you know, I've heard that some governors are, are taking measures into their own hands. Because God forbid President, President Trump step up and do anything about it. God forbid Pence steps up and, and does anything about it. And oh, by the way, Pence is on the COVID, on the Coronas, on the coronavirus task force. You know, the governors and the mayors and the health professionals in the United States need to take measures into their own hands. Even the truck drivers, Canadian truck drivers that that are going to the United States are putting themselves at risk so the goods and service and the commerce can keep flowing So that you have things, you keep your businesses going in the manufacturing and other sources of the economy. And they're putting their lives at risk to cross into the United States and going into the hotspots and coming back here to Canada. And there is a uh, a proportionate of drivers who have gotten COVID from going to the US. So I say, when you see a trucker or know a trucker, Just thank a trucker, just say thank you. A thank you goes along words. Thank you means a whole lot. And not just thank a trucker, but thank others. Just thank your essential workers. And I thank all the essential workers. And I thank all workers out there for trying to do your job and doing your part. But we all have to pull together, ladies and gentlemen. We really do. We really need to pull together. You know, because this, It's just no laughing matter. 252,000 Americans
1: have died.
0: There's just no words for that, ladies and gentlemen. There's just no words for it. You know, here here in Canada, we have just over 11,000. Even that's too many. One is too many. All I ask is that you do your part. Do the best that you can. Because, like I say, we're in this together and we're in for the long haul. Our borders, the Canadian border, will uh, remain closed. And that's land, air, and sea. For another 30 days. Only essential travel is allowed and nothing else. And for how long for the foreseeable future? This could go well into next year. And just think about the, the tourism sector of the economies. That is gonna take a long time to bounce back. A really long time. And for the economies to, to bounce back. Here in Canada and the United States and abroad, it's going to take a long time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen when the vaccines are available. So as we're going through all these things that we're going through, you know, we need to support one another.
1: Stay on the positive track.
0: when you go out shopping today or whatever you have to do, please wear a mask, please social distance, please sanitize your hands and respect others. Now I like to get those thank yous out there To all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire departments, I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And I thank you to my listeners and my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Now, I I noticed um, here on on the uh on the on the pod being uh live shows and the audio effects um now when i started this back in 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 january um i had something like oh i think they only had maybe five four or five sound effects on here and um they actually added more of them, like tons more. I mean, I, I don't know. You want me want me to try some of them and see what they sound like? Let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens here with this one here. Oh, uh, let's try this one here. Ten, nine, eight. Seven,
1: six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, that was
0: pretty cool. What's this one down here?
1: Let's
0: try another sound effect. I mean there's a whole bunch more here <laughs> sound like my ex-wife's laugh that's pretty creepy yeah so yeah a bunch more stuff in here to to play around with on another episode and stuff like that and maybe throw some of that stuff in there so, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for coming out this morning and joining to be here. So without any further ado, we will just rock out the rest of the Truckers Podcast. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, I'm your host Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care and I will be back out this evening at eight, no I'm sorry, at 7 p.m. for another episode of the Truckers Podcast and of course, Sunday morning and Mondays. So take care, I hope you can join me this evening and thank you.